Uh, today, we're going to, I think we're in session 19 now. So we're moving right along. Law of One, session 19, February 8, 1981, the re-listened version. Here's the link. Uh, this has 23, yeah, 23 exchanges. And it's a focus on, on uh, second and third density life, <clears throat> the progression of beings from second to third density, and the um, separation of two paths beginning in third density. <coughs> so this is very much a focus on the uh, foundations of soul evolution in the octave, octave meaning a seven-dimensional system progression, like seven rainbow colors. Here we're talking about orange and yellow, second and third. Uh, this is very important because, I mean, it's very all very important, but it's, it's particularly important because <clears throat> uh, humanity on Earth today, being a third density human self-consciousness, self-conscious group of souls, one step up from second density creatures, which is mainly plants and animals, although minerals somewhat, mainly plants and animals, second density consciousness, transiting to third density self-consciousness, the need to make choice of polarity or values, moral choice, positive or negative, with love, without. Uh, the, the, um, the location of Earth humanity is very much being a group that is primarily going to repeat their density, meaning not sufficiently positive or negatively oriented to graduate, the, the uh, dimensional level of consciousness of Earth humanity is primarily second and third chakra distorted, meaning blockages in second and third chakra, distortions in mind associated with second and third chakra, uh, uh, overly animalistic overly, uh, inadequately self-conscious. Ra even said that many people have, uh, are living more from orange ray, orange second, rather than yellow third, meaning they've, they've, their lives are, person, are overly personalistic, meaning attached to me. <clears throat> Not even, you can call it ego, although there's no ego, but it's mainly a kind of um, simple-minded, um, self-centeredness, where their contribution to society is less important than how they're feeling right now, how I'm feeling, me, my, me, I, me, mine, my, you know, my windows and my internet and my uh, iPod and my, you know, my way. This is in some ways a reversion to animalism, or it's an animalization that uh, hinders the normal spiritualization, <clears throat> divinization, divinity developing of 3D races. So there's a lot of um, uh, retrogression, regression uh, in human in Earth human consciousness from uh, the the appropriate yellow ray development into polarity out of 3D. Unfortunately, instead of that, back down to a second ray more animal uh, condition of mind without adequate discernment, without adequate self-differentiation from the group, uh, 
without adequate self-awareness or love awareness, of course. <clears throat> so that's a little uh, overview on the significance of second and third chakra dimensional consciousness, uh, which we see um, as, a, uh, as a means of exploit by negatives or Illuminati upon Earth humanity. So we might get some more uh, insight into all that by looking through session 19. Ryan Keen, 19.0, Ra, greets, I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. We communicate now. 19.1, <clears throat> Don is trying to, is saying that he's um, considering how to develop the book. Uh, he wants to f investigate by questioning the mechanism of evolution, uh, <clears throat> the transition from second to third density, uh, and so his first question is, uh, do all entities make a transition from second to third density, or are there some other entities who have never gone through this transition? Very interesting question. Ross says, your question presumes the space-time continuum understandings of the intelligent energy which animates your illusion. Uh, already heavy answer. Within the context of your illusion, we may say that there are some which do not transfer from one particular density to another, for the continuum is finite. In the understanding <clears throat> which we have of the universal creation as one infinite being, its heart beating as alive in its own intelligent energy, it merely is one beat of the heart of this intelligence from creation to creation. In this context, each and every entity of consciousness has, is, will, experienced, experiences, ex <laughs> experienced experiences and experiences again each and every density yeah? it, it should the middle one should be experiencing <laughs> what the heck is Ross saying well um, the idea of um, transition uh, being you know first we have you know so Ross breaking down concept and saying your question do all entities make transition from 2 to 3d have some never do that, presumes uh, separative entities, presumes separative dimensions, presumes uh, substantial time and space and change and progression. <laughs> That's an illusion too. All is one, all is now, time and space is an illusion. So he says, you, your question is presuming <clears throat> um, the time-space continuum, meaning existence of seven dimensions, understandings of intelligent energy, meaning the nature of the sevenfold expression of intelligent energy, which animates your illusion. So the octave is an illusion, right? The first concept is finity, the concept of love-light, the concept of light. So seven dimensions are an illusion to the extent that it's a concept, not a substantial reality. Buddhism understands that too. Gautama talked about that. That's anatta, no self or no fixed identity. Uh, within, Ra's saying, within relative view, <laughs> the context of this illusion, the relative view that assumes that appearance is substantial. There are beings, there are dimensions, there's progression, there's time and space, there's cause and effect. That's all called relative view. Within that context of relative view, Ra can say, sure, some, there are some that don't transfer from one density to another. Um, meaning, 
there are angelics who are created to be at a certain level and don't leave. They don't progress. There's no sense of progression. In terms of Ra's understanding of universe creation as one being, um, it's merely one beat of the heart of this intelligence from creation to creation, meaning all, all possibilities exist. Um, just one beat of an infinite being, uh, <clears throat> you know, one, an infinite being has infinite expression. And of those infinite expression, yes, of course, there are, are expressions where beings are created uh, or never leave a certain dimension. And so there are uh, some entities who've never gone through a seven-dimensional progression. Uh, <clears throat> but in the sense of, um, you know, uh, progression, so there's progression and there's non-progression, right? There's absolute view and relative view. Absolute view is that there are no beings and there's no time. <laughs> relative view is that we can, we can provisionally work with the experience of beings and dimensions and time and progression. So absolute view, we don't talk about all that. There's no differentiation of that. Relative view, there is all that differentiation. Even within that relative view, because it's an infinite creation, all possibilities occur. <clears throat> and so there's the possibility, yeah, sure, some beings don't transfer from one density to another. Some beings are not even in the octave system. Of course. But then, within the system of uh, the seven-dimensional illusion, yes, uh, each entity that has consciousness has before, is now, will in the future experience each of the seven phases. But that's just one manifestation of infinite expression, meaning it's, that's not the only case that, that beings experience the seven. <clears throat> there, there are different manifestations of infinity. <laughs> so, Don trying to get this a little more anchored says, 19.2, let's take the point at which an individualized entity of second density is ready for transition to third. You can think about your pets and dogs and cats. Is this second density being what we would call animal? And Ra gives the, the core answer explaining second density entities. 19.2, <clears throat> there are three types of second density entities which become, shall we say, enspirited, or ensouled, or individuated, actually by self-consciousness, related to love. The first is the animal. This is the most predominant. The second is the vegetable, most, most especially that which you call sound vibration complex tree, trees. These entities are capable of giving and receiving enough love to become individualized. The central principle. The third category is mineral. Occasionally a certain location, place as you may call it, becomes energized to individuality. Through the love it receives and gives in relation to a third density entity which is in relationship to it. This is the least common transition. So there are three types of 2D entities. Mineral, place, uh, vegetable, tree, more commonly, and animal, uh, particularly advanced animals, pets, domesticated pets, horses, uh, <clears throat> horses, elephants. You know, there are other creatures. Dolphins may be a different category, but 
uh, horses, elephants, dogs and cats, big tall trees, and sacred spaces are commonly second density creatures, entities, that uh, gain and spiriting, which is individualization, which is sometimes called investment, which is done by love, by interaction with the 3D person, human, uh, by giving and receiving love. And so they're very interesting things, or very interesting principles here. <clears throat> um, animal transition to third density is more common. Tree graduation, old sacred trees to third density is less common, but it happens. Um, place, uh, place, <laughs> mineral to 3D happens too, but it's kind of rare. What we're seeing here is the movement from second density to third is an end-spiriting. It's an investment of love from third to second. There are other forms of it, but that's one form of end-spiriting is investment of love from a human to the animal or tree. This end-spiriting, this love investment, is an individualization. Uh, <clears throat> this is an energizing to individuality, energized to individuality, inspiriting, love investment, becoming individualized, becoming self-conscious. All of that is being reversed, attempted to be reversed by the Illuminati on ignorant, unthinking humanity. Reversal of inspiriting, reversal of individuality, reversal of love investment, reversal of self-consciousness. All of that is um, what Orion and, or and uh, the, their followers here are in process of doing now, for a while, uh, to humanity by um, various methodologies, uh, biochemical, uh, energetic, uh, cultural, ideational, ideological, political, uh, economic even. Um, fashion, media, entertainment even. All of these are means of bringing people back to the state of animal. So they're less individualized, less capable of love, less capable of discernment, less capable of resistance. Not an unimportant point. 19.3. When this transition from second to third density takes place, <clears throat> how does the entity, whether it be animal, tree, or mineral, become inspirited? Ross said, entities do not become inspirited. <laughs> so, uh, first they said inspirited, now they said not inspirited. So you have to realize, even Ra, who's a master teacher, um, you know, uses words um, lightly sometimes, but upon further questioning would um, set that aside and go deeper and, and show that uh, the way I spoke of it uh, before has to be, uh, can be nuanced or understood in detail, which is a little bit different than how I first presented it. <laughs> so, is Ra a liar? First they said, three types of second density entities which become inspirited. Then they said, entities do not become inspirited. Okay? So, be aware of um, how any excellent teacher like Ra may use a word today in a way that tomorrow um, will be seen as a more elementary presentation 
that ultimately is not essent is not quite true. And so, <laughs> how you teach, you know, in kindergarten and how you teach in in high school are different. Even if it's the same subject, you might find that what was earlier taught is not quite true from a more mature, advanced perspective. So. So now they're saying entities do not become inspired, and that's true because it's not about gaining something, it's about removing a blockage. And Ross says they become aware of the intelligent energy within each portion, cell, or atom, as we may call it, of, be of its beingness. So they're becoming increasingly self-aware of intelligent energy within themselves. <clears throat> that increase that greater awareness is called anspiriting or it's really uh, awareness of their anspirited condition already it's awareness of uh, God or the logos intelligent energy within themselves this awareness so it's not in gaining a spirit it's not gaining a soul it's it's the change of energy and consciousness that comes from greater awareness, expanded perception. This aware, and that's the whole spiritual path. It's not gaining anything. It's dropping the false and expanding awareness, perception, to uh, realize our identity and our true nature more fully. Nothing is gained. Um, the only thing that changes is a drop of falsehood and distortion or energy blockage and all led by increased expanded deepened awareness of what is this awareness is that which experiences that here's the point this awareness is that which is awareness of that already given awareness of what already is from the infinite come all densities the self-awareness comes from within given the catalyst of certain experiences Understanding, as we may call this particular energy, the upward spiraling of the cell or atom of consciousness. So this is upward spiraling light, upward spiraling love light, which is the logos, love light. Uh, <clears throat> the way of soul of being invested is not really investment. It's catalysis or catalyst from the human by love and interaction with human in this form you know, of investment. Uh, whereby the animal or tree becomes uh, more aware of what it is. Awareness of that already given, of its own deeper nature, of its true nature more deeply. Uh, aware, a greater awareness of its own infinity. And this awareness leads to self-awareness, self-consciousness, which is the quality of 3D beings. Uh, <clears throat> and it comes from within. It arises from within. It's um, liberated by love, by reception of love. Awareness comes from within, <clears throat> given the catalyst of certain experiences, meaning the interaction with human in a positive way, generally. Understanding the upward spiraling of cell atom of consciousnesses, upward spiraling light, which is quality of light, which is um, the fact that, you know, all, <clears throat> all matter, all energy, all form, all consciousness, all thought, all that is, is one that is infinite, that is ultimately of the source of the seven that manifests. The seven and the body and the forms and mind-body-spirit complex and all that, and dimensions, all that, 
all that love light is um, form modulations of infinity. And that infinity is our true nature. Now well, it goes on, <clears throat> you may then see that there is an inevitable pull towards what you may call eventual realization of self, self-realization, self-realization fellowship. <laughs> That's what we're doing here, like uh, Paramahansa Yogananda's group. <clears throat> this is a, a fellowship, a seeking of greater self-realization. Self is universe, you say. It's, it's realization of true nature or essential identity, which is beyond... Um, form, beyond concept, beyond perception, beyond differentiation, beyond the octave, of course. Um, true identity is source. And at that point, there's no need to speak of identity. So, 19.4, then after the transition into third density, am I correct in assuming that these entities would then be in, taking Earth as an example, would they look like us in human form? Is it correct? What happens when a 2D being transits to 3D? Ross said, this is correct. Taking your planetary sphere as an example, yes, they take human form. <clears throat> 19.5. When the first second density entities became third on the planet, meaning at the beginning of the individualization or harvesting of 2 to 3, uh, when they first became third on this planet, was this with the help of transfer of beings from Mars? Or were there second density entities that evolved into third with no outside influence? This is an important metaphysical question relating to the, ultimately, I say, the consciousness, the nature of the consciousness of the rootstock of 3D Earth humanity. The rootstock of 3D Earth humanity comes from what? Mars, yes. Uh, other 3D cycled planets in 4D, these are the, the repeaters, yes. And from natural 2D to 3D graduates from Earth, yes. That rootstock source of the 3D souls of Earth humanity today, Mars, other 3D cycled planets, and uh, native animal groups on Earth, indicates, uh, you know, somewhat um, the basis for what we see in the world today. Certainly the mixed orientation, uh, but uh, some of the problems also need to be, or can be traced back to the uh, source of the groups of humanity today. Uh, <clears throat> Ra says, there were some second density entities which made the graduation to third density with no outside stimulus, but only the efficient use of experience, also more technically called the efficient use of catalyst, when you go into the tarot, you'll see that the interplay between matrix and potentiator by interact inter the the response you know the the matrix of mind body or spirit interplays with the potentiators of mind body spirit the deeper level the deeper resources of mind, body, and spirit, interacting with the conscious manifestations of mind, body, and spirit, the matrix, affected by its deeper portion, which is called potentiator, in response to catalyst, <clears throat> forms experience. One, two, three, four, leading to realization or revealing of the significator of mind, body, spirit, which is uh, card position five in the seven, 
Uh, and so it's not really efficient use of experience, it's efficient use of catalyst leading to distilled experience, leading to realization or uncovering revelation of the essential significator or significance or true nature of mind and then body and then spirit. Those, that's the progression of the first five stations of the archetypes. So the efficient use of catalyst, but there are <laughs> some 2D entities <clears throat> which graduate to 3D with no outside higher dimensional beings influence. Then others, Ra goes on, others of your planetary second density join the third density cycle due to harvesting efforts by the same sort of sending of vibratory aid as those of the Confederation send you now. This communication was, however, telepathic rather than telepathic vocal or telepathic written due to the nature of second density beings, right? So uh, dogs and cats and animals and horses and elephants were not writing things on paper, so there's no need to transmit words vocally, or you know, words, for concepts for writing down, <clears throat> or words uh, for hearing. You know, animals didn't start talking to each other, channeling, but uh, there was telepathic transfer to the minds of the advanced members of second density native earth groups, like whatever horses, gorillas fish, whales, I don't know, whales, dolphins, horses, elephants, gorillas, chimpanzees, dogs and cats, maybe. There were no dogs and cats before the humans, or there were maybe, but they were not domesticated because there are no people to domesticate them. But anyway, whatever, uh, the senior members of the animal group, whatever their species, uh, had contact from the, tele from the confederation, uh, and so you've got two different cases, right? You've got some second density uh, harvestable, har some second density, you know, earth animals graduating to 3D with no outside stimulus, but simply they're efficiently using catalyst. And then other more advanced mind uh, second density earth animals are graduating to 3D by assistance of confederation sending telepathic contact or transmission, mainly love, and not necessarily even, um, ex not even necessarily a discrete concept. Who sent the aid to the second density beings? And Ross says, we call ourselves the Confederation of Planets in the service of the Infinite Creator. This is a simplification, meaning their real name is like really long. This is a simplification in order to ease the difficulty of understanding among your people we hesitate to use the term sound vibration understanding, but it's closest to our meaning, meaning um, <laughs> the confederation, obviously, uh, working with this solar system, uh, sent aid to the advanced mind near harvestable earth animal groups 75,000 years ago, who were ready to, capable of receiving that love and sending back, you know, it goes both ways thereby developing greater awareness, self-awareness, uh, to the stage of self-consciousness, expanding awareness of their true nature or of upward spiraling light to the point of self-awareness, which is third density. The, the chakra development and dimensional development of souls in soul evolution is not, it's sequential and accumulative. The third density beings include first and second and third 
dimensional awareness. The sixth density beings include first and second and third and fourth and fifth and somewhat sixth dimensional energy awareness beingness capacity. It's not that higher chakra development means we neglect the lower. Higher chakra development in the true way <laughs> includes a full balanced development of all those preceding. So people say, you know, you, you develop your higher chakras uh, like fifth and sixth. Well, it ain't no good if one, two, three, four, five have heavy blockage to develop six if you're on the positive path. And so uh, it's expansive, and Ra's, uh, Ra has an issue with the word understanding often because it's Ra said understanding is not of your density. It's basically associated with love. Love equals understanding equals acceptance or unconditional full acceptance leads to understanding, which is an expression of love, which is associated with green ray, fourth chakra, fourth dimension. And um, our language system, our, our limited awareness um, properly of, of anything, it doesn't, isn't properly call, isn't properly recognized by the word understanding, meaning we don't understand anything. <laughs> True, I don't understand anything. Just a little, little bit. So, that's why Ra has an issue with the word sound vibration complex understanding, but they're sort of trying to say, <laughs> so, you know, the Ra gets lost in details, you know? This is an issue, actually. I mean, they're not, Don's not asking about uh, exegesis of the word or usage of the word understanding. They're really, he's just asking, what's your name? Or what's the uh, source of the aid? Confederation of Planets in service to the Infinite Creator or the local positive the local confederation. It's nineteen seven. Then the confederation also aided in second density to third density transition. Is it correct? Yes, of course. Ross said we must qualify correctness of this query, meaning it's basically correct that the confederation aided the planet itself in moving second to third density. But Ra wants to qualify and says we must qualify correctness of this query. A portion of the confederation which is not working with third density, but finds its aid best used in other harvests, that is the second density harvest, is responsible for aid in these harvests. Okay, so it's not the whole confederation, but a portion of the confederation which does not work with human, but works with animal. Ding, ding, ding. Some wanderers come here uh, from planets in the confederation whose uh, main working is not on human but on animals. And that's why we have some wanderers who are great with animals and they're not too skillful uh, or comfortable with humans. That's a, there are many reasons for that discomfort and it is a psychological issue. But the basis of that psychological issue for some wanderers is the fact that they come from confederation planets that are not familiar, not normally working on 3D human, but they're working on animals. Ra goes on, the confederation, as we have stated previously in these sessions, is composed of many of those in other densities, uh, meaning four and five, in your own density, three, within your planetary sphere, actually means on the astral plane or on Earth, and within the inner or angelic realms, um, basically that also could be higher density, but, but angelic is of the logos without free will, not on the line of or positive or negative. Each of those entities developing a mind-body-spirit complex, meaning 
graduating to third density, then developing a social memory complex, third to fourth density, and four, then dedicating its social memory complex to the singular service to the one creator may join the confederation. And so any entity that goes into third density may be a member of the confederation. It's maybe possible, you know, that, that uh, there are even third density. I mean, maybe there are some very keen 3D planets that are sort of junior members or uh, associate members of the confederation. Ra's saying the process of entities developing is second to third, developing a mind-body-spirit complex or self-consciousness, developing social memory complex primarily in 4D, dedicating the social memory complex to a singular service to the one creator, meaning our way is service to all. Any of those may join this confederation. Uh, and so the confederation is composed of, as Ross said, many of those in other densities, particularly fourth and fifth and sixth. In third density also, there are 3D members of the confederation somewhere, some here. Within your planetary sphere, I think is inner planes and then inner organic realms. Um, are a different level or different quality of um, dimensional space-time um, situation because they don't have free will. It's a little different. Anyway, they're all working with the Confederation. And again, some of the Confederation members uh, don't work with their density. They work exclusively with second or fourth. Um, you know, they have other functions. 19.8. We'll go through a number of questions here, just a couple more, and then it'll be all for today. Well, did this second density to third density transition then take place 75,000 years ago? Ross said this is correct, so that's good to know. The first human cycle on Earth began 75,000 years ago, three times the, ma the major cycles of 25,000, precession of the equinox. Now we're at the end of the 75,000-year cycle the end of three revolutions of 25,000 years each, the end of three major uh, major cycles of 25,000, or the master cycle of 75,000, the animals began becoming human 75,000 years ago, and now <laughs> the qualified humans will enter the kingdom of heaven. The meek shall inherit the earth, uh, the level above human. And uh, for those who live in love, and for those who um, believe in truth deeply and want the best for all and want to bring Earth, you know, want to fulfill the promise of planet Earth, which is paradise, in love, in goodness, uh, they will be the inheritors of this glorious planet. 19.9. Where did the second density beings get physical vehicles of third density type to incarnate into? Interesting question. Don uh, Ron replies, there were among those upon the second density plane, meaning animal, those forms which, when exposed to third density vibrations, became the third density, as you call sound, as you'd call sound vibration complex human entities. Uh, that is, there was loss of body hair, the clothing of the body to protect it, changing of the structure of neck, jaw, and forehead in order to allow easier vocalization. And the larger cranial development characteristics of third density needs, this was a normal transfiguration. The point is that 75,000 years ago, with the transfer of the souls from Mars who blew off their own planet atmosphere, 
assisted by Yahweh, the Confederation member who did some genetic work on them, and was later to rue it. Rue, R-U-E, regret. Uh, at that time, Earth became 3D activated, 1, 2, 3. Earth's first and second and third dimensional energy fields were in play, then in a way it had not been before. That then opened the door, the gate, for those sufficiently developed second-density creatures like certain trees and animals to uh, assume third-density graduation or harvesting into that uh, the result of the 3D activation, the activation of Earth's 3D uh, vibratory fields allowed the, um, the change of, of animal body forms uh, that's exposure to 3D vibrations, and then they became 3D human-appropriate body forms for those beings who were capable of receiving and, and sending enough love to individualize or come to realize their self, uh, the, the greater aspect of their infinity, which from this animal goes to the human, which is called self-awareness a sense of identity, personalized, separative identity, which is not the end of the game, but it's one step up from animal uh, consciousness without the capacity for uh, reference, referencing or identity. The, the experience of, ident of personal identity, the, the differentiation or registration in mind of, an ident of identity, of uh, presence, of, of subject subjectivity, that represents an expansion of awareness from the two second density to the third, or second chakra to third. And again, that is being devolved at present by um, various forms of demoralization, derationalization, dementalization, um, cultural, psychological operations, global, globally and at all levels. <clears throat> so, uh, changes to the 2D body to become 3D body. Um, all of these are symbolic. We can't get into the symbolic um, the, the symbolic analysis or analysis of the symbolism, but the loss of body hair, the uh, acquisition of clothing, changing structure of neck, jaw, and forehead for vocalization. Forehead, huh? Forehead for vocalization. And larger cranial development. Characteristic of 3D bodies, 3D needs, 3D mind, yellow ray chakra, third chakra, not second, humanization. Uh, you will see some people who have a different, a kind of more Neanderthal or Cro-Mag... There's a difference. This is a long story, but there are some people, some researchers, anthropologists, archaeologists, who understand that even in humanity today, we see... Um, Again, I'm not sure of the titles, but I believe it was Cro-Magnon versus Neanderthal. But two phases of previous hominid development uh, leading to, uh, you know, Homo sapiens, the human form of today, still within the group of Earth humanity, you do see some people with a more primitive neck, jaw, and forehead structure, sloping forehead particularly, and heavier jaw or thicker neck, less... Um, less of a, of a thin bridge from head to torso, and all sorts of other things. But you do see some humans today that have a much more animalistic or primitive formation of neck, jaw, and forehead, and their mental capacities are less. <laughs> Vocalization, fifth chakra, 
spirit complex, first access to spirit complex, uh, you do see that those people, that, now a high soul may take a more primitive stock body, but generally a more primitive stock body is associated with a more primitive or earlier 3D developed consciousness, less aware of the potentials of uh, self or identity. <laughs> you know, this is like three steps ahead of where uh, most other people are. <laughs> so, uh, we can talk about ego as a dream. We can talk about the emptiness of self on Nata, but actually, what is self? Self is an experience of subjective identity. What is that? It's a referentiality of consciousness back to itself. That self-referentiality or reflective self, uh, reflective um, awareness, reflective awareness that perceives identity or subjectivity, identity, is itself uh, an illusion or a distortion. Even consciousness is born of ignorance, said Gautama. But uh, that development of that is very important along the way from, you know, elemental to infinity, first density to seven. But uh, we're talking about progression basically from uh, amorphous uh, tribal group identity, animal, to uh, individuated, fine distinction, subjective identity, and the capacities of mind and spirit more fully in the advanced human level. So there are all sorts of interesting ways of, of um, turning the diamond and considering the facets in the discussion of uh, transit uh, from second density to third, particularly as it relates to what we see in humanity today. A couple more questions and then we'll take questions. Um, 1910. You know, everything, all of this you got to, we have to listen to many times. There's no way for us to get this on the first pass. And me too. I'm still learning as I speak and listen to this. 1910, Don says, over approximately how long a period of time was this transfiguration? It must have been very short, very interesting. Ross said, the assumption is correct, in our terms at least, within a generation of a half. What's a generation? 30 years? So what, 45 years, 50 years? As you know these things, that's interesting, 30 years, 50 years? Those who had been harvested of this planet were able to use the newly created physical complex of chemical elements suitable for 3D lessons, meaning the animal or trees 75,000 years ago, who harvested, graduated uh, to 3D and took the appropriate bodies as the Martians were coming in. Very interesting combination. Strange. And, uh, you know, planetary, there's a kind of... Um, akin to the temporary interruption of the armoring or normal uh, energetic uh, status quo conditions, conditions of the energy bodies or fields of the planet every 25,000 years. So every 25,000 years, according to this view, as far as I know, there is a, an opening of a certain kind of gateway by which entities can harvest from one dimension to another whether they second to third or human to uh, four. And we're at the end of that, and that's the gateway the harvest is now occurring. It's the phase of dimensional shift. And yes, uh, I know some of you are thinking, yes, 
some of the animals of humanity earth today pets dogs cats elephants horses dolphins whales maybe I'm not sure about them uh, will be qualified to harvest at their density and they will uh, go to some other planet and you may follow them <laughs> if you love your dog and cat you may follow them to the other planet to the, the, the other 3d world where they harvest or graduate into uh, 1911, uh, can you tell me how this new bodily complex was suited to 3D lessons and what those lessons were? Very deep question. Ross says, there is one necessity for third density. That necessity is self-awareness or self-consciousness. In order to be capable of such, this chemical complex of body must be capable of abstract thought. Thus, fundamental necessity is the combination of rational and intuitive thinking this was all this was transitory in the second density forms meaning their body forms were not quite capable of rational and intuitive thinking it was transitory in second density forms operating largely upon intuition which proved through practice to yield results uh, so they had some animals have some intuitive function uh, but it's the, the need is to combine rational and intuitive uh, to develop self-awareness or self-consciousness. Transit from second density to third. And again, we can say the transit from second chakra to third. And again, we can see that being deconstructed somewhat in the world today. Uh, Derationalization. Uh, the, uh, the damage to human capacity for thinking. Rob goes on, the third density mind was capable of processing information in such a way as to think abstractly and in what could be in what could be termed useless ways, not in the sense of survival. In the sense of survival, meaning not useful for survival, but useless to survival, but for survival of mind and spirit, for higher abstract thought, not only about body. This is the primary requisite. There are other important ingredients, again, the, the ingredients associated with the 3D body form appropriate to 3D consciousness, which is self-awareness, self-consciousness, or the development of rational and intuitive conscious thought, which separates animals from hum uh, humans from animals. There are other important ingredients, necessity for a weaker physical body, physical vehicle, to encourage the use of the mind. The development of the already present awareness of the social complex, meaning enhanced sociality. These also being necessary, the further development of physical dexterity, in the sense of the hand, as you call this portion of your body complex, um, particularly the opposable thumb. It not always has to be, but in this planet is a very significant causal root, you know, um, stem cell. <laughs> metaphysical stem cell manifestation that led to all sorts of uh, conditions of earth humanity in society, the opposable thumb, which is one manifestation of greater physical dexterity in the use of the hand, which is, you know, the way we interact or touch the world and each other, uh, expressions of our self-consciousness uh, by hand, hand hand by hand, hand to hand. We, we contact each other. That's also part of the developing sociality or social awareness necessary in 3D. So the body must reflect those capabilities of mind. Uh, 
let's see. So let's 12, 1912, and that'll be the last for today. Uh, Don recognizes and says, this seems to be a carefully planned or planned and engineered stage of development. Yes. Can you tell me anything of the origin of this plan or for the development, meaning um, the uh, plan of the logos for the um, modification of vehicle, physical body, appropriate to entities harvesting from one dimension to another uh, by the energetic process of the planet's own transformation. Uh, the change energetics or greater, higher planetary energy body activation, Earth then activated 1, 2, 3, being the energetic atmosphere in which 2D bodies over the course of a generation and a half could be changed to human suitable, meaning some gorilla bodies uh, became bipedal, hand-changed, the jaw, neck, jaw, forehead changed, the cranial structure changed. These physical changes occurred in what generation and a half? That's interesting. That's strange. That's um, <laughs> morphogenetic um, transmutation, the change of body coming from the underlying template change, uh, meaning uh, the planet at that point was first and second and third dimensional energy field activated, not just one and two, by that shift in the morphogenetic field, you can say, called it, uh, using the term of Rupert Sheldrake, the morphogenetic field, the genetic energy uh, substrate, energy substrate of the planet, collective of the atmosphere, that is the basis for the manifestation of DNA and body forms. The planet had changed, therefore it could support modification of the body forms appropriate to the graduating souls, entities, added 2D to 3D, so they had the right bodies, commensurate it with their expanded consciousness and the development of mind, uh, particularly in 3D, which is self-consciousness, self-awareness, and eventually, you know, increased socialization, but eventually choice of path. Or <laughs> all that, all that. And Ra uh, answers Don in terms of, yes, the origin of the plan, which is logoic. Ra says, we go back to previous information, consider and remember the discussion of the logos with the primal distortion of free will. Each galaxy developed its own logos. This also means solar system. Each galaxy developed its own logos, or each logos developed its uh, solar system and galaxy. This logos has complete free will in determining the paths of intelligent energy which promote the lessons of each of the densities given the conditions of the planetary spheres and the sun bodies. So, the logos is greater than planetary spheres, sun bodies, and solar systems. The logos manifests galaxies of billions of suns and and planetary spheres. The logos also manifests, so the logos is a, a manifestation of infinite love light uh, that manifests, letting there be light, manifests galaxies, solar systems, sun bodies, and planetary spheres, which uh, exist within an octave, octave of dimensional levels. That logos, it creates those galaxies, solar systems, sun bodies, and planetary spheres within an octave set structure. That logos has complete free will, obviously, 
and determines by itself paths of intelligent energy, which means the laws, the local laws of each octave or, or each uh, galaxy and solar system, sun and planets. Each octave has its own laws, local laws, which are the paths of intelligent energy. And the purpose of those are to promote, promote uh, the lessons of each density to present, you know, appropriate body form uh, and environmental conditions uh, suitable to the evolving beings within each of the dimensions so they may move one to the next sequentially. Uh, one to two and two to three and three to four. And of course, there's no skipping. Uh, so, uh, this is a time on Earth today when uh, an increasing number, I think, of second density trees, dogs and cats, perhaps elephants and some horses, will graduate, becoming human soon, after dimensional shift, though they probably won't be staying on this planet in 3D when they're human. And two, also, we have the harvesting time where those who are qualified will graduate into fourth density and, um, you know, inherit the earth and um, experience a new heaven and new earth in love and understanding, similar to Howard Storm's vision and many prophetic visions of, uh, you know, paradise on earth, <laughs> the new world of love and goodness and telepathy and freedom from disease and freedom of conflict and uh, great joy. That's coming. That's in its in process. And uh, part of that is uh, the gate opening for second density beings to graduate to 3D. That's happening now, too. So all of that uh, evolution or soul evolution occurs within the structure of cosmic plan, which is the result of the determination of paths of intelligent energy, the ways that spiraling, upward spiraling light interacts with itself, the different formula, different frequencies of upward spiraling light, which we call love light, intelligent energy, same. Intelligent energy equals love light equals the logo, logoic expression, letting there be light which creates an octave, those laws are for the purpose of encouraging soul evolution in that cosmic plan, of course. And so, yeah, it's all <laughs> planned out, but there's free will to those beings in third density when they achieve self-consciousness or awareness uh, so they can determine how they want to use mind, body, spirit. Uh, and again, the problem on Earth today is that many people are... Um, not using their God-given talents, mind, body, spirit, energy, consciousness, will, uh, awareness, uh, to go consistently in virtue or vice. They're a little of this and a little of that, but mainly just uh, running in place, like the running man. <laughs> so, uh, that's interesting. But anyway, this is a fundamental discussion. This will be the end for today's class. This is a basic foundational discussion of foundation. Second chakra, third chakra, second density, third density, the interplay, interface, movement from one to the other. Uh, very, very key to understanding Earth humanity history, somewhat, or the, um, the lower half of the octave. The lower half is one, two, three. The upper half is four, five, six, seven. So that'll be all for today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it a lot. We'll take some questions now. Okay, um, that's how I have spoken about it before.
that the galactic center is, in, in other presentations like Theosophy, the center of the Milky Way galaxy is akin to or called the central spiritual sun, which I have spoken of as a greater being than the individual suns or beings that manifest the suns of the billions of star systems in the galaxy. I think that's the case, but I can't say <clears throat> that, that I, I mean, I would assume that's the case. Therefore, the one infinite creator gives birth to the Logos. The Logos actually is the galactic creator. That gives birth to the individual suns, which themselves can be called sub-logoi or sub-logos, that give birth to what's called higher self or relate to higher self with the sub-sub-logos. But yes, it seems that those are three levels of logos and the first central spiritual sun level or um, point is a galactic center, galactic um, light point. Well, <clears throat> first of all, I'm not totally... Um, absolutely clear on all this. Secondly, okay. um, when there's a galactic um, Logos manifestation, uh, I think you probably would have the, the birth of, um, you know, billions, trillions of smaller suns or sub-Logoi, you know, that come out of that. Each solar system, well, that that Big Bang from Central Spiritual Sun, which is the Logos, um, gives birth to, you know, countless suns, sub-logoi. They all then begin experience uh, in their solar, with their solar systems of this in, 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 uh, in an octave structure, meaning there's a seven-dimensional structure or system to each one of those solar systems. It's the same. Well, before you go to octaves, there's the, the you know, when implicit in the generation of a galaxy is the potential for infinite octaves. However, each solar system as a sublogos would be uh, beginning its development in the first of that logo of those octaves and making their own internal laws of course for the development of light or beings within that octave those closer to the center of the galaxy are now in higher octaves than those further out uh, to the edge of a galaxy because there is time there is the experience continuum space-time continuum even you know in in the octave obviously even if it's an illusion to the next octave it's still um, relatively so. So, those solar systems sub-logoi with their own local laws, and each galaxy would have its own master set of laws, I would imagine. So the galactic logos has, each galactic logos has a master set of laws, I assume. That master set of laws is the context in which the countless sublogoi suns within that galaxy create their own local laws all of that occurs within an octave structure of cosmic plan those sublogoi suns with their local laws closer to the center of a galactic logos center of a galaxy uh, 
go through their uh, seven-dimensional evolutionary cycle earlier than those further out from the galactic center. Therefore, those closer to the galactic center are already in higher octaves, exploring the infinite octave system that we're just beginning for planet Earth in the solar system further out to the Milky Way up from the galactic center is in this octave. Uh, evolution is sequential but expansive. Being uh, the, 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 the solar systems of so-called older sub-logoi solar creators closer to the center of the galaxy are uh, experiencing this octave and the next simultaneously. They may or may not, depending on the physical sun, there's a physical, you know, what we have a physical sun, closer to the center, they have physical suns. Those physical suns may or may not support life in their planetary bodies, their planetary spheres, um, within this octave anymore, may or may not. Their planets may all be etherealized, and they're only existing in the next octave, although they have the capacity of, of development and awareness of this entire octave too. But physical condition depends on the nature of the physical sun body, I assume. What's universal is the master template from Central Spiritual Sun, the Galactic Logos. But I think that there's a galactic template that issues from or is embedded with the creation by a galactic Central Spiritual Sun that, that is the basis for all the sub-logoi suns and planetary systems, sun solar systems, of that galaxy, which is the template uh, upon which each sun sublogos builds their own local laws for progression through the seven dimensions, dimensions of the first octave. Each solar system starts from the first octave, whatever that may be, and has local laws that are building on the master template of um, the galactic logos, the mind of the galactic logos. So the mind of the galactic logos sets a template uh, for basically soul evolution and cosmic plan through octave structure. Then each of those solar systems um, from the center of the galaxy closer in to further out uh, establish local laws that refine the ways of soul evolution through cosmic plan or through soul evolution cosmic plan which is evolution through the first octave of their experience and those closer to the center have had longer and so they're already uh, in the next octave or beyond but each you know there's a there's a progression of octaves like there's a progression of seven dimensional levels for consciousness or awareness uh, entities or beings that are changing in time and space go through seven densities, and as a whole, solar systems go through octaves. Yes, intelligent infinity, the infinite source of all, is infinite octaves, meaning the potential of any solar system is infinity or infinite octaves. What they experience directly is a matter of, you know, a function of their uh, progressional evolution. And so, solar systems closer to the center of the galaxy are already experiencing the next octave or the next. 
um, semi-independently. Uh, all is one. Um, it's like the ocean, right? It's all water, and there are many different waves. But what happens in each portion of each wave affects each portion of every other wave. But some are closer and some are further away. So, uh, yes, um, there is, in, in, in theosophy, there is not a ter term called the ring past knot. Ring dash pass dot not ring pass not that bound that is the bounding of a solar system. In astronomy, it's called the heliosphere. It's the energy sphere or envelope or membrane, uh, energetically that is of a solar system, and it extends far beyond Pluto, by the way, and so uh, physically. So there is a boundedness, I think. <laughs> You know, it's a multi, it's a seven-dimensional boundedness. Okay, it's much more than physical. A seven-dimensional boundary, a boundedness to each of the sublogoi solar systems of suns and planets that are coming, that came out of galactic uh, center, the central spiritual sun. And so that within that boundedness, that's that multi-dimensional boundedness of each solar system of sun body planetary spheres uh, <clears throat> it may have it, it may be within our octave or in expanded to also include higher octave experience in activation and yes those close those solar systems octave system or solar system multidimensional solar systems closer to ours here are closer in evolution to ours here too yes this portion this um, this uh, ring of the Milky Way galaxy would be akin, would be similar as a as a ring uh, of of solar systems at similar development within the octave. Although some may be at six and some may be at three, like Earth is going three to four, Sirius or Venus, you know, even here is six already, and so. There's not a whole lot of difference between three and six if you're talking about, um, you know, single mono mono octave, single octave evolutionary development. You know, <clears throat> the octave associated with our solar system surely includes the visual phenomenon that surround that appears to surround planet Earth. But that visual phenomenon, uh, which we we call, you know, hey, there's Sirius and there's Andromeda galaxy or suns and stars and planets all out there, is that within our galaxy, within our octave, or outside it? It's within it, um, but it's a little bit more subtle than that. I think in some ways, in some ways, it's a projection, but it's not as real as it appears. Well, again, in the way we're talking here. Each galaxy is the manifestation of a logos, which has okay. the capacity for infinite octaves, although the sublogoi or suns that issue from the bang, letting there be light, of the galactic manifestation, you know, galaxies come into being and manifest countless stars and solar systems and planets, all of which exist at 
beginning in the continuum of the first octave of experience. And those closer to the center are more developed or include activation experience of the next octave. So each solar system, you know, the, I, I think the idea is the multi-octave progression. <laughs> We're not just talking about multi-dimensional in an octave. We're talking about multi-octave progression is probably in the nature of the uh, galactic center template. Galactic center, central spiritual sun, logos template that each of the suns work upon in experiencing of one octave at a time. We can look at three levels here. We can look at um, the uh, we, we can look at the existence of an octave, the existence of de of seven densities in each octave, multiple octaves within which there are seven dimensions, within which or within which uh, can be divided seven subplanes to each density. So you've got in in the octave we're in. We've got seven major dimensions, each of which can be divided into seven subplanes and then further. And that octave of seven dimensions, which are dividable to seven, is one of seven octaves. How about that? That issue forth as potential from galactic center. Just like we say there are seven dimensions in an octave, I think we should assume that one octave exists as a continuum of seven octaves. That, that view, I mean, I've said that view, maybe you heard it, but that, that's been written that the entirety, I'll send you, an, uh, I'll send you a, an image on this, the entirety of our seven-dimensional octave exists as the seven subplanes of the first cosmic octave. The next octave, which is the, the where, you know, the junior members are Buddhas and Nityananda, Lords of Karma. That seven-dimensional next octave, or seven-level next octave, uh, <clears throat> includes our octave of seven dimensions as seven subplanes of that cosmic octave first level. So uh, Alice Bailey, Theosophy, actually presents that, which is really mind-blowing. <clears throat> And so our seven dimensions can be seen as the seven subplanes of the first cosmic octave, which is, uh, you know, whose junior members are Nityananda, Gautama, Lords of Karma, Cosmic Buddhas. It's actually the seven here is the seven of our octave, <clears throat> but the seven that we're in now can be seen as subplanes of the first cosmic. That our octave of seven densities is our sub subplanes of the first octave of the next, the first dimension or first level of the next octave, which is itself simply one or the first level of the third octave. Uh, infinity. Well, infinity is a pretty big deal, you know. So yes, and and you know this kind of talking, although it's totally theoretical or you know <laughs> abstract, um, is very good for uh, development of your brain, and development of fifth chakra, sixth chakra linkage. It's very. This is all five, six, seven stuff. 
and um, very helpful for upper chakras activation and coordination and brain development. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very good. And um, uh, we can learn a lot from that. And that kind of um, playing the scales, going up and down, or magnifying, and um, th this kind of mental exercise, uh, like playing the scales, is a process of magnifying and um, coming out of focus, or focusing and defocusing, uh, which is very helpful for, for the mind. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not an expert on any of this, but I assume, yes, the fourth density resident population of a planet would interact directly and in many ways with second density population, but then I think, no, the third density veiled humanity on that planet or this planet would not perceive that occurring. They might sense it, some may sense it intuitively, but it would not be visible, I imagine, because fourth density is not visible. And um, uh, that may be happening now, too, you see. <laughs> I think maybe that's where you might go with that question. It's, yes, now already there is fourth and fifth dimensional. I imagine it's mainly fourth dimensional positive groups, <clears throat> confederation groups, interacting with animals now, but we don't see it. But it's impacting, influ in, in influencing the animals like pets, dogs, and cats that may be in our life. That may be, uh, I assume that's happening now, because we're always talking about confederation groups that don't work with 3D but work with 2D. Uh, it's happening now, we don't see it, and it's helping the uh, 2D group become 4D, or sorry, become 3D. The animals <clears throat> or trees to individualize and spirit and become human level. Yes, so yes, that's happened. that does happen. So that'll be all for today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it a lot. And next week, we will start with uh, 1913, more about third density, and Don's questions are really good here. And we'll get into the negative path and the two paths and what is the movement of three density uh, souls from third to fourth by polarization, how that relates to cosmology and astrology a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> so Don is very, very focused here, and um, we naturally understand second density life more, transition two to three, the development in third density or form and consciousness, um, structure, form, form <laughs> structure and substance or form and uh, function in third density, how that goes to the two paths, the positive, negative, <clears throat> how that's related to astrology, cosmology, all of this is cosmic plan. Uh, and so it's a very helpful session here. So thank you for being here today, and I wish you all well. Good night.